Hello, everybody, and welcome to the PHLY Eagles podcast on a Friday afternoon, a casual Friday. Rocking the PHLY t-shirt. Zach, we are a little bit more than 48 hours away because it's a primetime game, but two-plus days away from a, a huge game Sunday night. Kelly Green, Eagles, Dolphins, how you feeling? Feel well, excited for the show. You look good in that PHLY shirt. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, look, look. That didn't sound like there was punctuation at the end there. I, I was expecting it, you to it, say, oh, thank you. You can get it at PHLY Locker. Well, I'm trying not nature. to interrupt you. Okay. So and when it's when it felt like you were still in the middle yeah. of a sentence, I felt like I should excited for not the show. Say something. Always enjoy a Friday show. Uh, the hay is in the barn, so to speak, and my, uh, we we still have an email exchange we need to finish that will be up on allphly.com. But typically, that one's going to be just for the diehards. Yes, but typically the show is is like the end of. This this six day week that you, that that you have, and then if you're not traveling on Saturday, Saturday's the lone day free. So always enjoy a Friday show. Has a certain feeling to it. Well, we've got plenty to talk about, Zach. We've got uh, some injury news for the Eagles. We got to figure out exactly what they're going to do in the secondary. Good chance I would expect Zach that this is going to be the seventh game of the season in the seventh different starting secondary for the Eagles. Got to keep that streak going. We have uh, Goose Wisely to talk about. Just analyze this matchup a little bit more. And, of course, close with our crystal ball eagle predictions. What else is going on in, uh, in your neck of the woods? How excited are you for the, the Kelly Green part of this whole ordeal? Oh, I, well, I mean, the fans are excited, so therefore I'm excited. I'm not a fashionista or a fashion connoisseur. I did ask, I did ask Devontae Smith, who's the resident fashion expert in the locker room, mm -hmm. his thoughts on it. And he says he wants them to be the Kelly Green all the time. I think I, I like different types of jerseys. Nick Sirianni made a reference this week to a big game at Mountain Union. They wore the black jerseys, right, as opposed to the white or the purple ones. And so this could be a big game in the Kelly Green. But I need to say this. Uh, this, for me, is like a culmination of eight years of owners' meetings. Yes. Every single March, this came up, and Jeffrey Lurie would address it. And I, you know, why but was it? Now, to be fair, that is because of the fan demand. Exactly. The reason that they have to address it every single year for a decade yes. plus running is that for a decade plus running, everybody's clamoring for Kelly Green jerseys. Exactly. So I say I, 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 I've been at, at the owners meetings 10, 11 years. I, I think there were two years with COVID. They didn't have it. So 10 years. Big flex. I was there. Yeah. Big flex. Uh, early on. And you love hobnobbing with the, the higher ups, the billionaires. You love currying favor. Currying favor, I enjoy speaking to people, meeting different people, picking the minds of people who have access to information and uh, talking to guys on your level. Basically, is how you see it. Well, I'm I'm, I'm not even going to entertain that one. I am simply uh, there performing a job, and so, anyways. Uh, but this this came up to Jeffrey Lurie every single year, and there was the period of time there when. Because of the helmet rule, the NFL didn't have an alternative helmet rule. Lori kept saying they want the Kelly green jerseys, but they need to wait for the alternative helmet. And I think you saw why, if you've seen the pictures from practice this week, there's a clash. The Eagles have had the Kelly green helmet and the midnight green jerseys. There is a clash. So they would have had Kelly green jerseys and midnight green helmet. Wouldn't and then there was also the period of time when like Nike just couldn't get the color right. They couldn't get the right color. That was, Which that was last felt year. felt a little silly. Yes. I mean, <laughs> But it's not, they're not like a rinky dink mom and yeah. pop shop. It shouldn't be hard to figure out <laughs> the color. That's true. But but now the Eagles are all in on Kelly Green. Actually, I have a little pop culture question for you. Okay. Do you know who Jimmy Garecki is? Jimmy Garecki? Yeah. Is he related to Dennis Gardeck? No. Then I don't know who he is. Okay. Jimmy Garecki is a he's a he's a, he's a Norristown native. All right. Okay. So shout out to the Philadelphia area. Okay. He he's, runs he's JG, so we know you like him. <laughs> He runs a, uh, or he 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 founded this this uh, streetwear line that the Eagles kind of partnered with. But Nick Sirianni's sweatpants today had JSP on them. Okay, and I asked Nick Sirianni, Jimmy Shore Parks. I, I said, "What's the JSP?" And it's it's part of this campaign that the Eagles are are doing. But I felt almost culturally illiterate that I didn't know who Jimmy Garecki is. So now I stand corrected. And Josh Tolentino in the chat, Josh Tolentino knew who he was. So. Uh, 
Yeah, shout out to Josh. Yeah, I feel like uh, of your many cultural blind spots, that's one that you don't need to lose sleep over. Okay. There's other things I'll lose sleep over, but not that one. Let me ask you this, Zach. Yes. Uh, Peck Nest Migrate. Mm -hmm. Chip Kelly. Mm -hmm. Brian Kelly. Mm -hmm. Kelly Kapowski. Okay. I'm nesting Kelly Kapowski. Okay. I am um, <laughs> migrating Brian Kelly. Okay. Okay. And yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll spend... A day talking with Chip Kelly. I always enjoy talking to Chip. I there's a lot of uh, Chipisms that I impart in my everyday vernacular. We are aware of that. Yes. How about Dennis Kelly, <laughs> Kelly Oubre, okay, and Kelly Olinick. All right. Well, I am nesting. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I am migrating Kelly um, Olinick because I always feel he's involved in dirty plays. I don't I like agree that. With that. Yes. Uh, but I also feel like you, as a basketball player, you must be trying to get a little bit dirty, right? Don't you? Well, yeah, that's the only way I can survive on the court. Yeah. That's the only way I. So I you can take survive. offense to a guy who already has height and physical skills using dirty tricks. Save those for the little guys, basically. Exactly. Yeah, I was listening to the Patrick Beverly podcast the other day. Okay. Um, and uh, he was he was talking about getting ejected, and he mentioned the <laughs> he mentioned how how Ben Simmons was like not responding to him, but was picking on the rookie on the bench, you know, uh, uh, Philip with an, uh, with a neff. Okay. And, uh, and so anyways, so he's, he's like, pick on me. He's like, pick on someone your own size here. Like, like pick on an established player. Yeah. When I'm on the court, I'm, I'm, I'm the short guy. I have to get the, if I'm going to get that rebound, I, I got to scrap a little bit. Yeah. Kelly Olenek doesn't have to do that. Okay. Now what um, are you doing with Dennis and Ubre? Well, migrating Dennis, he's had a long, or, or I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, nesting Dennis, he's had a long career. And Kelly, uh, he's got, I, I think you prefer Kelly Oubre on a one year contract. Yeah, probably not. He's a, got. Yeah, probably not a five year deal. So, how about, oh, you, you got more of these. In how the about circuit. Kelly Preston, Kelly Rippa, Kelly McDonald? Okay, who's Kelly Preston and who's Kelly McDonald? Kelly Preston, I believe, uh, ex wife or wife of John Travolta, <laughs> okay. 80s uh, okay. actress, okay. blonde. Okay. Kelly McDonald was the uh, the female lead in Boardwalk Empire. Okay, did not watch that. Okay. So, um, I feel like you and Rippa would get along because you're both morning people. Yeah, and she's from Philly. Okay, right. So then I'll nest Rippa, and I don't know. You pick between McDonald. I feel like you're gonna peck Preston. Okay, just knowing you. Okay, <laughs> fair okay. enough. How about Kelly Gruber, <laughs> Kelly Shopik? And Merrill Kelly. Who's who's Kelly Gruber? Kelly Gruber, oh, famously the third baseman for the Blue Jays that beat the Phillies in the early 90s. Oh, really? Yes. I should know that then. I'm remember, surprised you don't. I remember that game well. Uh, I recall Kelly Shopik from when he was a prospect with the Red Sox. And Merrill Kelly the other night. I mean, I look, I don't want to pander to our audience, but if I did anything but migrate Merrill Kelly, uh, I would be offending our audience. Also, I literally migrated Miller. I, I literally, or, or not literally, but close to it, migrated a, a Kelly this year you cut him. when I traded him oh, nice. for Ian Happ. Okay. So, yeah. How'd that work out? Not great, but Ian Happ was solid actually. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, so yeah, I, I don't know the other two. I'll defer to you. I think you're going to nest Shopik because okay. he had prospect value that you okay. like that. Yeah, I love prospect value. All right. One more. All right, and I think there's nothing more. So I spend throwback. time in there. I I get here early. I prepare for the pod, and then you started off with stuff that I never could have prepared for. Well, you didn't exactly. tell me you're going to ask me my Kelly. And I think that in in a in a nice roundabout way, there's nothing more retro for this show. There's nothing more throwback oh. than spending the first ten minutes of a show when there's a lot to talk about Eagles wise, yes. talking about nonsense, right? Yes. So how about Jim Kelly? Kelly Holcomb and Kelly Slater. Nesting Jim Kelly. Okay. Pecking Kelly Holcomb. He can win a game for you. Is Kelly Slater the surfer? Good for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've never surfed before. Shout out to Jimmy Kemsky, though. He's Jimmy a good Kemsky, surfer. Jimmy Kemsky, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a good surfer. Never have surfed before. Have you surfing analogies, but have never surfed before? Well, you've certainly ridden the wave, <laughs> the sack wave. So. Look at that. There you go. Uh, to the question in the chat from Kermoman. Email exchange only for subscribers. Yes, we're yeah. You can be a diehard. Uh, comes with a lot of perks, including exclusive content like our our email exchange, 
and discounts and you get on, good deals on the merch. Yeah, yeah, discounts on merchandise like this PHL shirt. A, you got also a, get a free shirt with it. So I got like, a text yeah. from my wife before the show that said she just became a diehard member, so she could get a deal on the on the hoodie. Oh, look at that! And you get a free shirt with it with the diehard membership. There you go. So that's awesome. Yeah, so you can do that. All right, Zach. Let's bring it back to the Stone Cold Thank Newsman goodness. as we prepare for the big game on Sunday. You were at the complex today. You got to see about 45 seconds of practice. What did you learn? You went to the locker room. Mm -hmm. Who did you talk to? Yeah. What's the scoop? Well, so we spoke yesterday before practice, and it was a positive sign for the Eagles at yesterday's practice when Devontae Smith and Lane Johnson were both on the field. They were limited, but they're both on the field again today. My expectation is that both Devontae Smith and Lane Johnson will play. Uh, I spoke to Devontae yesterday. He said, don't worry about him. He'll, he'll be out there. I'll, I'll give you the exact quote. Um, Lane Johnson, I have not spoken to Lane Johnson this week, but Brian Baldinger, our guest on, on, on the PHLY show. I forgot every all about Tuesday, Kelly Rowland. I should have had Kelly Rowland in there. Every Tuesday. Uh, he told us on, on Tuesday that he spoke to Lane, and he thinks Lane's going to play. So that's that's all I needed to hear, right? Um, but as, fall, as, as for Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith says, I'm pulling this up. Yeah. How much do you think that Baldy will give us on the like personal information lane front? Like, do you think we can keep pushing it week after <laughs> we week should. and be yeah. like, "Yeah, we should." Uh, I mean, you already know his address, which was established on yesterday's podcast. Yeah, I do know where Lane lives. Yeah, but uh, yeah. you know, we can, like, what's his social security number? Oh, you know, I his think medical that'd be history. A stretch. Yeah, I think I that'd know. be a little bit of a stretch. Okay. Um, Devonte said, "You ain't got to worry about me. I'll be out there." <laughs> End quote. Okay. I mean. <laughs> You just spent like <laughs> I wanted to quote him exactly as two he minutes said. looking for that. I, Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Hey, I wanted to quote you him. Couldn't, you, you can't just characterize that. You gotta make sure you nail that precisely. <laughs> I wanted to nail exactly what he said. So he's gonna be out there. Now, Reed Blankenship has not practiced this week. Reed Blankenship won't be out there. Bradley Roby hasn't practiced this week. When you week. say Bradley won't be out there, you mean he will not play. I'm not expecting Reed Blankenship okay. to play, nor am I expecting Bradley Roby to play. And so that means, like you said at the top of the show, the Eagles. We'll have the seventh different starting secondary in seven games. I think, and you asked me a, a good question out there. We can have that conversation. I think it's going to be Terrell Edmonds and Sidney Brown at safety. Sidney Brown returning from injury this week. And I think it's going to be Josiah Scott in the slot. I mean, but geez, if the Eagles, <laughs> that's went, wild. I guess the only other thing the Eagles could do is go Sidney Brown in the slot and go Makai Gardner at safety or go Josiah Scott at safety. Or do you go, Sidney Brown at safety and Eli Ricks in the slide. I mean, I, I don't know which which way you go there. Ah, oh, man. What a tough, <laughs> I mean, what a brutal uh, set of choices for Sean Desai. I, now, Ricks, do you think Ricks is going to play? Yes, I believe Ricks is going to play. He's been out there this week. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, we have seen Sean Desai rotate secondaries throughout mm -hmm. the game, so there might be certain packages for certain people. I mean, it's probably unlikely to expect that Josiah Scott's going to play the whole game. Sidney Brown's coming off of missing games for injury. Do you want him to play the entire game? You know, I guess, you know, Eli Ricks can play a little bit inside. Maybe we finally see if Keely Ringo exists. Uh, you, you could do the Bradbury slot thing, but this doesn't seem like the, the week to do that necessarily. Maybe you'll see a little bit Darius Slay in the slot. Uh, if Tyree kills inside or something like that. But, I mean, it, it seems like a, a, a recipe for disaster, just the middle of this field against against this high-powered Dolphins offense. Yeah, it's the big question in, in, in this game from from my perspective is, A, can they – they can't run with them speed, you know, in terms of speed for speed. But how uh, – I guess can they keep pace with them, the Eagles secondary? Uh, and what – Mike McDaniel tries to do as a play caller to take advantage of some of these moving parts in the secondary. Yeah, interesting. Anything else on the injury front? Those are the big things on the injury front. Uh, one thing, and, and you pointed this out on your Twitter, Bo underscore Wolf. Um, everyone can check that out. Uh, the Eagles made a minor practice squad transaction today, but it's 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 one that I, I think is more than kind of a minor one to keep in mind. When, well, I mean, the, the state of the secondary right now, there are no minor secondary additions. Everybody yeah. could play. And an end-of-the-week practice squad move is not uh, one you often see. So this was one the Eagles clearly wanted to make. They brought in Kendall Vildor. 
Kendall Vildor, 25 years old, has played. He played two games with the Titans this season. But he's a four-year pro. Most notably, he started 12 games in Sean Desai's defense in 2021. The one year when Desai was a coordinator, yes. and he got there the year before when Desai was yep. the, the safeties coach. Can play, known for mostly playing inside. Can play a little bit outside. Uh, saw him at the Senior Bowl and uh, called him Kendall Vindle. Good nickname. So there you go. I like Kindles. Do you? Yes, I'm reading. I do most of my reading on Kindles. I'm just, I'm deciding whether I think that that's a surprise. I think it's not because you're such a technology guy, but I also feel like there there might be a romanticism inside of you for you know yeah, the feel so, of the page. So this is the problem, okay? Pre Kindle, when I would travel, I would I would bring like five books, and this was back. You remember in high school, you used to carry the textbooks, and it would sure. drag you down. Of course. Um, Did you do? Were you a both straps guy? Were you a one strap guy? Look cool. What, what's both straps then? Now one strap. Okay. One strap guy. Now. And did you do um, like pull up the strap so it was tight to you, or let no, it no. Let, like really no, hang low? I, yeah, I, I let it hang low. Okay. Uh, and so I used to. So when I traveled, I I would have like four or five books. Uh, these are probably hefty books you were you were reading. Yeah, I you mean, know. Dick Schaap, um, Mitch Album. You know, Bill Simmons, Now I Can Die in Peace. Like, I, I had all these books. Um, I remember, the, and then I got a Kindle. The three greats. I, I got a Kindle uh, my senior year of college, and I've been reading on the Kindle ever since. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that the background at your house is, those are fraudulent books? No, those are all books I read. Those are pre-Kindle. Those are all pre-Kindle? Yes. Okay. What would, but by you, the way, you Have can, you thought about replacing... The backdrop you have there with just a Kindle? No, that wouldn't be an effective backdrop. Okay. You can, what were you going to say? I, I said, I, I do like when you actually read hardcover books, especially um, those that I wrote, like Underdogs, the Philadelphia Eagles Emotional Road to Super Bowl Victory, which is available wherever you buy your books. Nice job. Thank and you. if you were going to buy books, like if you're going to walk somewhere to get to the bookstore, yes, good, good. You know, what might you need to, to put on in order to get there? Well, you can't just wear any type of sneakers, okay? I mean, it'd be an insult to sneakerheads to say I'm a sneakerhead, but I'm a, I'm an aspiring sneakerhead, okay? I'm, I've, I've picked up my shoe game in the past probably year and a half. I, I'd say shout out to Emily. She, 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 she wants me to wear nicer sneakers. And if I want to know more about the types of sneakers that I should wear, I'll tell you where to go. Soul Savvy. Soul Savvy has been around since 2018, and their mission has always stayed the same. Get sneakers into the hands of people who love them the most. Soul Savvy is a sneaker community that operates in Canada, U.S., and the U.K. There are three membership levels. There's the basic one that's free. There's Mobile Plus that's $12. Then there's Premium that's that's $33. And Premium membership includes all the Mobile Plus features. Uh, So the basic version is for the casual sneaker buyer. You gain access to their one-of-a-kind marketplace built for you. The a Mobile Plus is for the sneakerhead who is always on the go and builds a rotation of sold-out sneakers straight from your phone. And then the premium one is the sneakerhead who's tired of paying resale, and you find your grails and grow your collection in the world's biggest paid sneaker community. Sign up for Soul Savvy by visiting soulsavvy.com slash all city and i want to emphasize that soul savvy s-o-l-e-s-a-v-y uh or by downloading the drops by soul savvy app uh reminded in the chat uh some unfortunate news that kelly preston passed away in 2020 sorry to say sorry to hear that okay uh well if you were walking to the bookstore zach Mm -hmm. and you put on your shoes but it was a little bit bright outside might might need some some sunglasses, some shades, so that you could walk in peace and with focus to get that underdog's book. So gear up for the season ahead with quality shades built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost or broken replacements. Would that we could get that kind of coverage on anything in our lives. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Shady Rays is also committed to making a difference in communities across the U.S. through their impact program, teaming up with nonprofits to help people live healthy, courageous lives through some of their most challenging times. If you don't love your Shady Rays, 
Exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. They, their team always has your back with personal and fast support exclusively for our listeners. This is, a, this is like as good of a deal as it gets. Hmm. Shady Rays is giving out an amazing deal for the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHLY for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right, Zach. Here's how I want to frame the, the conversation about this matchup. I look at specifically when the Dolphins have the ball. Yes. They've got this amazing high-powered offense. The ball comes out so fast. Mm. They're so fast in the middle of the field. They seem designed to like obliterate this Eagles defense. Uh, the Eagles, where they have the advantages on the defensive line, but Tua gets rid of the ball quicker than any quarterback in the league, as we talked about yesterday. It's Terrell Edmonds and Sidney Brown, who Terrell Edmonds uh, is not always in the right place, and he's not super fast. Sidney Brown is super fast, but he has never started a game at safety before. The one thing that we, we saw from him is that he is quick to decide, and so I think there's a recipe for you know a, a missed angle, a missed uh, tackle from Sidney Brown, and all of a sudden, it's 60 yards later, there's a touchdown. The linebackers we know are not that great. Even on the outside, there are, there are some matchups that are not in, that, in their favor. On offense, maybe it is just recency bias, but they didn't look great last week. The offensive line, we don't know what to expect from Lane Johnson. Devontae Smith is hobbled. To me, I'm thinking this, looks, this is looking like a Dolphins win, uh, and I'm not particularly sure that I'm like wavering either way about who's going to win the game. But the Eagles are favored by two and a half points. Yes. Convince me, tell me why, why the Eagles should or could win this game. So let's start at, that, at the line of scrimmage because that is the difference in most of these games, and that's where the Eagles have the advantage, I believe, on both sides of the ball. Uh, in particular, the Eagles' pass rush and their defensive line overall against that, that Dolphins front. Uh, the Dolphins' offensive line struggling. They're missing, well, they're missing their, their best offensive lineman, uh, Taron Armstead. And in in these situations where the Eagles have appeared to have a mismatch on the outside, their front can has found ways to neutralize it in the past year. Uh, so that's that's where I think that if you want to find optimism, you say the Eagles have Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat coming from the edge. They have Jalen Carter coming up the middle, and that if you can do some things, you know the way Sean decides defense is is designed, and it's similar to Vic Fangio's where you're supposed to look the same right up until the snap. And then you do some things to disguise once the, once the snap goes off and you're making Tua hold the ball for another half a second. And when that happens, your pass rush can close in on him. So, that, so basically the, the reason for optimism when the Eagles are on defense, if you're looking for it, is that they have two elite edge rushers uh, and they have really strong interior and they can penetrate there. So here's further what concerns me. Because the whole game is about, is about can they disrupt mm -hmm. the first two seconds yes. of the Dolphins coming off the ball so that there's enough time for the defensive line to get home, right? All of the misdirection, all of the motion stuff that is made such a big deal of. I think it, to some degree there's too much made of it, right? It doesn't just because you use motion doesn't mean you're going to be a good offense. Sure, but all of the moving parts require like really good communication and knowing where you need to be, who you're covering on the back end. And we're talking about not only like skill wise, but we're talking about Terrell Edmonds and Sidney Brown making his first ever start, and Josiah Scott all of a sudden back in the mix or whatever the combination is, it's going to be a group that has not ever played together in a game. We're expecting them to be able to, to communicate and handle all of the things that are coming out after them in the, first, in the first two seconds of a play. I think it's a lot to ask. No, the answer is no. Uh, you're not expecting that. If, if you're going into this game saying, our secondary is going to match up with their skill players, you're overly optimistic and you're and you're wrong because I I don't think I mean I I know Slay and Bradbury are top of the league players but that's not where you're winning this game you're winning this game 
you're trying to win it with your pass rush at the line of scrimmage. You know that you're you're trying to reroute the receivers. You're using physicality there, but really your pass rush. And then the other thing too is that they can score, but you can score also. And this is a game where it's it's like uh, who's who's going to make one or two stops because I think both offenses are able to move the ball. And I think within the Eagles building, the the level of optimism about how they're playing the season is that if you just take away the turnovers, which you can't, but if you just take away the turnovers, like they're doing the other things, they're they're, they're moving the ball, they're protecting they're rushing the quarterback like they're 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 just turning the ball over and they're not taking it away. And if you look at their uh, if you look at their turnover differential, look at that turnover differential through um, six games last year and their turnover differential through six games this year, I think they would they think that would tell the story of 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 kind of the way the team is 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 viewed. So if you take care of the ball. Your wide receivers have a mismatch against their corners, although it sounds like Xavier Howard's going to play. But you got A.J. Brown, you got Devontae Smith, okay? Um, you should be able to run the ball against the Dolphins uh, and with your offensive line. And if you can sustain drives, and the Eagles can play different ways. They like to say it that way. So if I'm trying to convince you, and by the way, I'll get to my prediction at the end, um, but if I'm trying to convince you, I would say that the Eagles probably feel they can dictate the terms of the game they can be a tough team. They can be a physical team, and they can also score in bunches. So they can stick it to them. Sticking one just a little bit longer on when the Eagles are on defense. One of the things that's that's different and better about the Dolphins this season compared to last season is just how good their running game has been. Um, the description is that like you know they're passing the ball over the middle of the field and they're running to the edges. I do think that. With Josh Sweat on the edge, you know, Brandon Graham in the mix, Hassan Reddick to a lesser extent. I mean, the Eagles have been so good run defense-wise this season. I think they're pretty well suited to to do okay on the edges, too. It's not just, you know, Jalen Carter and Fletcher Cox holding up well and, and Jordan Davis in the middle. Um, but this will be their biggest test. I'm 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 very interested to see how that part of the matchup goes because I think they're I think they're gonna get killed in pass defense. I think they have a chance to you know maybe put the dolphins behind the sticks a little bit uh, if they're if they're doing as good of a job against the run as they have been doing this season but to your point i i, I think it would be ridiculous to expect that the eagles are going to like shut down the dolphins yeah, no, right i like, agree with you yeah keep it even this like this is not a 17-14 game right they're not going to hold them within tw- uh, under yeah. 20 points right that's i would be i would be floored if that's the, the case the over under i believe is 51 and a half Okay. Yes, yeah, fifty-one and a half is the over/under on DraftKings Sportsbook. Okay, so so twenty-six, twenty-five is basically the the predicted score. Um, I don't know what is it, two and a half? Two and a half. Okay, so yeah. twenty-seven, twenty-four. We'll see. Okay, give me some time on that one. But I think you want this. We've talked about this before. I think this is a game in which you want to invite the variance on defense. You want to do some weird things that might catch them off guard. And sometimes, like, you don't need to pressure Tua the whole game. You need one or two plays in which he has to hold the ball a tick longer and Josh Reddick and, and Hassan Reddick comes from, you know, his blind side and gets the ball out. Or, or Josh there is a Josh Reddick, though. Yeah. There is a Josh Reddick. played outfield for the Red yes. Sox, yes. Uh, and is there an Has- Hassan Sweat? Haven't seen one yet, but there very well might be. There very well might be. Okay, so, yeah, I, I think that's that's my general thought on, yeah. on defense is is – whether it is, I think they're oversimplifying the turnover thing, but if they can find a way to create one or two turnovers and protect the ball on offense, then certainly yeah, it's, we're talking. I don't want to compare it to the Super Bowl in 2017, February 2018, but the, the concept being that if you're going to score on your drives, okay, and you can force a turnover at some point there, then the game can work in your advantage. And, and, and that's I, I think that's kind of the, the approach that, they're they're going to have to take there, and I do remember that week. And again, I, I know this is a tease. I'll get to my prediction at the end, but I remember that week. I kept thinking, ah, it's Tom Brady. The Eagles aren't going to beat the Patriots. The Eagles aren't going to beat the Patriots. And then as the week got closer, and I had to make my official prediction, uh, I was on Philly Sports Talk every week, and I had to make my official prediction. And um, I would, I said, you know what? The lines of scrimmage is where football's won. And I think the Eagles have the decided advantage on the lines of scrimmage. And the Eagles won that Super Bowl. Uh, so 
I think the Eagles do have the advantage at the line of scrimmage. Now, whether they win this game, we'll get to that at the end of the show. But I think the line, if you're looking for optimism, it's the line of scrimmage. Okay. So just to zero in a little bit more on offense, uh, I think you're right that I would imagine that there we can play both ways. Uh, path in this game is to lean a little bit more on DeAndre Swift in the running game. The, the Dolphins' run defense has not been very good. Um, I think it's like, let's really try to run it on them. Um, I think it's like, let's see if we can do what we did to the Vikings. Now, that was a little bit simplistic. They were running the same play. You know, it's inside zone, spam 12 times in a row. But um, I think this could be, I think this could be your DeAndre Swift game. I think that's what they might like to see. I already wrote that story, though, so... I got to go back to the well and find a different one if that's the case. Okay, well, of course, it's all about you. Um, <laughs> well, you said you're DeAndre Swift. Are you expecting yes. Devontae Smith to be full go? I don't know if you need to go back and look for his exact quotes on this, but uh, <laughs> like, do you think he'll be at his full powers? I think he's going to be affected by the injury, but I think he'll be he'll – be, so I asked him actually because you brought up a good point. You wondered how it affected him in the game the other day, and I asked him how it affected him in the game the other day. Uh, and he said, up and down, but game goes on, starts as the game goes on, starts to feel better. Okay. So maybe there's some of that there. Uh, hamstrings are, are, are tricky, but I, I still think you'll see. I don't think Devontae will be the typical Devontae, but I, I think he'll, he'll do enough to be effective. And I think, think, think this is going to be a big AJ game, and I think Julio Jones is going to be out there. You think he's going to play? Yeah, I think Julio's okay. going to play. Okay. I'm trying to think of the other elevations, who the other, the other elevation would Makai be. Garner. Okay. I guess. Yeah, Julio and Mackay. Uh, the other thing they could do is they could put Bradley Roby on uh, IR, then bring Julio Jones to the 53, which very well might happen as well. I, and uh, we imagine is going to happen at some point. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, I do have a question for you about this game. Okay. Okay. You are the ultimate intangibles guy. All right? Sure. I mean, you've, you've, you famously— I'll buy this. I'll, I'll sell this. <laughs> okay. You've, you famously talk about the crowd and the effect that the crowd has sure. on— uh, this is going to be a revved up crowd. No this doubt about it. This is an 820 game. Kelly Green. Yeah. Okay. We spoke at the top of the show, all these fans clamoring for Kelly Green. Every game I've gone to this year, there's more Kelly Green than whatever, Green. whatever Philly's energy is, yes. is intertwined in the, yeah. in the ether. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be a, a, a nice day. Like it's, you know, there's, there's going to be people out there tailgating throughout the day. Um, this crowd is sauced up, no doubt. This crowd's gonna be really into it. The Eagles is, are gonna have this light show before the game. They want everyone in their seats at like eight o'clock for this uh, light show. I'll, I'll, I'll be. Uh, I mean, we're <laughs> um, here for a football game, not a light show. That's, uh, but, but point being, Miami, uh, they're they're going into it here. Like they're really going to feel this crowd. Do you think that's gonna have an effect on this game? Uh, I don't. I mean, it depends on the flow of the game. Like this like, is not Miami, Carolina. Is my point. I mean, this is sure, but yeah. I mean, I also think there's a chance that like if the Dolphins go up fourteen nothing early. Like the the crowd comes out of the game. I don't okay. know. I don't. Okay. I think the I, thought I, I think, was playing right into you there. Well, no, I think this is like um, you know, you saw did you see the thing that David Sampson said about the Phillies fans? I did on on the Levitard show. It's funny because I used to I used to think the same thing, uh, and and Whoa. and say the Let's same thing this. about about Phillies fans that they were that they were front runners when I first moved to Philly. People were telling me, "Oh, Philly's such a great baseball town," and my contention was Philadelphia is an Eagles town, and like the the Phillies fans are are Johnny Come Lately, right? Like if they're not good, they're not going to show up, and and to some extent that's true, but that's the way that he paints it. And the way that I used to think about it is the wrong way to think about it. Hmm. What matters is that when the team is good and when the team deserves love, that they're giving them full love and full-throated support, which is exactly why right now Citizens Bank Park is the best atmosphere in all of baseball. You don't deserve to be given like, uh, let's go, like we're, 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 we're just 100% behind you. If I you're playing like crap or if, yeah. you're, or if the team is not putting money into – the team to be good. Like you don't get blind support. That's not what it's about. It's about when they're really good, giving them the love that they deserve. And so if in a separate thing, if the Eagles go down 14, nothing, I don't think the crowd is going to be like rallying them to win the game, you know, 
Uh, but I think there's a chance that if he, you know, if the Eagles defense can have yeah. a, some early violence against the, the the Dolphins and the defensive line is playing like it did in the NFC Championship game, then yeah, I mean, then the Dolphins are going to be yeah. in hell to some extent. That's you know, you always hear about the Dolphins going up in the cold weather, right? This is the Dolphins going into a place that's going to be energized, that's going to be enthused, that's not going to be Eagle, that's not going to be Dolphins Carolina. This is going to be an atmosphere and a half. And a half. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Zach, if you wanted to be in that atmosphere and a half and maybe turn it into an atmosphere in three quarters, where might you look? Where might you look? The place to look, though, if, if you want to get to this game and you don't have tickets yet, make sure you go to the Game Time app, okay? Because buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, community, and theater near you. If, if, if you're tailgating before the game... And you're walking by me, and you, you know you you see me. You say hello. I, I love PHLY. I love your Eagles show. Uh, how's Bo doing? And you say, Hey, can you get me a ticket to this game? And I'm gonna say, I don't know if I can get you a ticket to this game, but I can tell you where to get a ticket, and that's the Game Time app. And if you put in code PHLY, you'll get twenty dollars off your first purchase. With killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped. For the fun you'll have. You might see a ticket on there and you say, I want to go. I like that. I like the price, especially with my with my $20 off. But you know what? I just, I, I, don't, I don't know if the seat is for me. Well, good thing for you. You can find the seat view. You can click on, this, on, the, on the image of the seat view so you'll know exactly what it will look like when you're in there. Game time is the place for last-minute deals, forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHLY for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Meanwhile, Zach, the NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code PHLY. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code PHLY only on DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles in Louisiana, 21 and older, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com. Com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Zach, on uh, our weekly back and forth, which is going to be just for the diehards, we're going to add some uh, weekly NFL picks on there. A little bit uh, silly on our part when, like, you know, Jimmy Kemsky and Sheila Kapadia both do this with, with like, very high success rates. Kind of silly for us to throw our hats in the ring. but No, it's not. You've got uh, a proud chest to puff out there. Give me, give me a little tease, your two favorite picks of the week. So I'm typically an, an underdogs guy. Uh, I wrote the book, right? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call selling the business. Uh, Cleveland Browns minus three and a half against the Colts here. Mm, uh, interesting. Yeah, I, I really like this Browns team this year. Big win last week. I like what Jim Schwartz mm. has, has done with them. It sounds like Deshaun Watson's going to be back. I don't know if that's a good yeah, thing. No or a surprise bad thing. to you that, that my inclination is the opposite here. They, okay. they lose Michael Dunn and they have to play Deshaun Watson and they're coming off that, that hard hitting victory. Okay. And to me, I'm, I'm fading the Browns this week. You're going Colts plus three and a half. That's okay. not, I'm not, that's not I one mean, of my best bets, but I, that would be my lean. You got Garner Minshew. You're, you're, you're betting Minshew mania. I'm just betting against okay. Deshaun Watson. Okay. All right. That. And then the other one, and, and this is a smaller line than I expected here Packers minus one. I know they're on the road against Denver. Uh, I, again, typically underdogs, and you'll see all our picks, and I'll go underdog. I'll, I'll pick more underdogs than favorites. Always do, but <laughs> when it's minus one, it's what? Well, why are you shaking your head? Well, you say that like as if like that's the key to success. Like, have I told you about my science fair in, in, in seventh grade? Yeah. Okay. Yes. 
Uh, Green Bay minus one. If only Denver, it was that easy. Yeah, Denver's a mess right now. And I'm not saying Green Bay is a beacon of stability right now, but uh, I have the Packers going down there minus one winning this game. I've got Rams minus three at home against the visiting Steelers. Okay. And Bills minus eight and a half on the road against the Patriots. I feel like you don't always want to take yeah. the uh, the heavy favorite, but in a game when they're going to be incentivized to lay it on a, a rival, I think I think they might run it up a little bit. Well, the Bills always always destroy the Patriots in these past few years. I think they've won X amount of games by over like twelve points. So, wow, X that's a lot. <laughs> I, I don't have the exact number. Maybe their last six games or something of that nature. Okay. All right, are you ready for some goose wisely, Zach? Always ready for Goose Wisely. Um, I am up, I believe, three to one. Is it three to one or four to one? I think it's four to one. Four to one? Five. Okay. Well, this is week seven. We didn't play it in week one, so I think it's four to one. A setback's a setup for a comeback, right? That's right. All right. Um, Brady, does it matter to you who goes first? It does not. All right, I'll go first. Uh, now, I, I think a good bit of feedback, and I, I got to say, uh, you know, I don't like the feedback for the most part. No, I don't, it's you're not, not a feedback guy. It's not that I don't like the feedback. No. I don't like the suggestions. You know, like this is how you could do it better. Like, you know, if you could do it better, you do it better yourself. Let's be fair. But very good piece of feedback on the Discord, uh, which you can be a part of uh, if you are a diehard. I think the, I think maybe the, the best piece of singular advice that we've ever gotten for the draft, the roster draft next week, instead of doing individual players, it should be the team units. And so instead of having to take which offensive, yeah. like, you know, which guard you want, but that guard might be out for injury, let you, you we'll, we'll split it up into interior offensive line, mm-hmm. interior defensive line, edge rushers. I think that will expedite the process a little bit. It also covers for injuries. I think that's a pretty good bit of suggestion. Love it. Great idea. Saw it in the Discord. And I think that shows you, Bo, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with saying to people, what feedback do you have? How can the show be better? How can I be better? I do this multiple times every single day. I actively search it out. I think it's something that'd be beneficial for you as well. Yeah, the difference is you do it and whatever you, you try to incorporate whatever the suggestion is from whoever it comes from. And no matter how conflicting it might be with another piece of advice you've gotten. <laughs> Tell me about that. Yes. Okay. Uh, the other bit of feedback that I thought was was fair was was from Daniz, our official uh, scribe and and, and uh, one of the one of the great defops of our time. That uh, I think Goose Wisely is maybe missing a little bit of of nonsense. That oh, you know is is much more. There's, in, there's never. I'm going to tell you something, uh, Professor Selman. Never suggest the bow more nonsense. When you suggest the bow more nonsense, I, 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 I have end not up gone getting crazy. humiliated in, in some way here. There's I have be not. Some... I have not gone crazy. And thank you to Dean for uh, being the one to suggest that uh, on the Discord. Um, I, haven't, I haven't gone over the over the top here, but I think we don't need to be quite so football focused on the. Uh, God forbid. On the goose wisely's, <laughs> I'm starting Zach with um, the broadcast will do something retro. For this game now, by this I mean okay. maybe it will be like a, a filtered overlay that makes it look like it's sort of like a crackly screen at the beginning of the episode, or uh, like Collinsworth and Al Michaels are wearing, or, or not, uh, you know, Tarico, yeah. they're wearing like throwback outfits themselves. This does not include just showing footage of the Eagles and Kelly Green. That that is that does not pass the bar. But it's like the broadcast itself incorporates something that is yeah. throwback. Or in the introductions, more than one of the offensive linemen or any player on the team will introduce themselves as from Stoutland University. Okay. So I will go with something retro here. Okay. Uh, no, Jordan Malata famously yeah, created the, the, the Stalin yeah, University thing I, I, well, by doing it himself. Well, that's what he said more than one. Jordan Stalata is going to say it. Uh, I'm sorry. Jordan Malata is going to say it. The wild card here would be the wild card here, I, 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 I think, would, would be Sua Opeta because I haven't heard Sua Opeta um, on, on there. He could say Weber State or he could say. What Stalin if the whole Union. line does it? Maybe. I, I can see Lane saying it. I think Kelsey will say Cincinnati. Or, or maybe probably say Cleveland Heights. Cleveland Heights, yeah. Cleveland Heights, or maybe the, the New Heights podcast, right? Mm. Always looking for He's not going to go podcast on the, you on don't the game so? instruction, no. JC Kelsey from the New Heights podcast? No, he wouldn't do that. Okay. He wouldn't put the podcast above the game. 
I mean, it's it's free. It's free advertising. He doesn't need any more advertising. His brother was literally on SNL and is dating Taylor Swift. I think they're good on the Who? advertising front. How'd you know that? I mean, good one. <laughs> okay, good. No sell again. But I there's nothing that, to sell. I thought that was a good You're line. You're the one making the... I thought that was a good line. I'm sorry, Bo. Sorry if, if my sense of humor doesn't jive with your <laughs> sense of Okay. It's your turn. <laughs> okay. I, I thought you had more analysis there. Okay. Uh, I was just so thrown off by my joke not being laughed at. Yeah, it was so funny. Uh, there are more touchdowns in Eagles-Dolphins game than runs in Saturday's Phillies-Diamondback games. In Saturday's or, game, okay. Yeah, in, in, oh, okay, in, okay. in Saturday's game. So- there are more touchdowns combined mm-hmm. than runs scored combined in Saturday's in the Saturday game. In the Saturday game. five, okay. Yep, or vice versa. There are more runs than touchdowns. Uh, classic vice versa, where there can only be one winner unless yeah. they're tied. Yes. I'm going to say there are more runs. Now, now, Saturday's game is the aces back on the hill, right? So, Gallon and Wheeler. I mean, the last big, night weren't the aces. A, a big night show. for Zach's on Saturday night. Boom, I'll sell that one. Um... I'm going to say, ooh, this is tough. Uh, I just, I think I'm going to, I got to say runs. I think, uh, I think you always got to bet on runs over a touchdown. Interesting. Okay. So you're not going with the pitcher's duel. A high scoring football game, you're not going with the pitcher's duel. Interesting. All right. So then I have more touchdowns. I'll take Do that. you uh, have any thoughts on the Eagles' red zone? performance in general anything like being changed this week any sense of in the building that it's something they're concerned about uh, it is something that has their attention yes uh now what can they do differently i i think the the early down plays are a big point of emphasis not getting into third and long situations but i i, I think jalen running would be the thing i would pay attention to jalen running okay mm-hmm. Which is that's yeah. the only thing that's the only button they know how to press. Like no, I just think that is a button. No, that's they what they did press. last week too, exactly. and they like they got it by an inch. But it's like yeah. that's all they've got. They also I will signed, say they, they also signed a future Hall of Famer, Julio Jones. So okay, I mean that that can help. Yeah, I mean, they've they've also got Harold Carmichael and Mike Quick available if they really need somebody. I mean, Julio Jones is thirty four. Let's let's. Let's pay some respect to the guy who AJ Brown who was second, unsigned for the first Brown six weeks of the season. Who AJ Brown said is the second best receiver of all time. Give us his list. I asked AJ you Brown asked his, his his list. Uh, he originally said Julio first, and then someone said so not Jerry Rice, and he said all right, back up, back up. He went Jerry Rice number one, Julio Jones number two, Calvin Johnson number three, Larry Fitzgerald number four, and Antonio Brown number five. I would have Randy Moss on that I mean, list. Clear Randy Moss erasure. It was it was impromptu. Uh, maybe he would do it differently. If I had mentioned Randy Moss by name, I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to lead him in a, in a direction. Uh, but but that but AJ Brown knows, and that's that's AJ Brown's list. I am. I think I'm going to ask different players around the locker room their top five at their positions. I think it'd be a cool. I like that. Uh, cool story. Yeah, yeah, that's a good feature. I think the Julio. Let's not. Julio Jones is not solving the red zone problems. There's a reason that he didn't have a job until week seven. Have I told you how much I'm into Julio Jones? Yeah, Zach, okay. it's, it's 2023. <laughs> okay. We'll see. All right. Uh, there was one other thing that you just said that I wanted to respond to, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, well. All right. <laughs> wait, wait, by the way, I, I always go into these shows saying, we have an hour's worth of content, and then I look up, it's 3.20, and we still have so much more to go with the show. So There we go. That, that's been five years for me here. Next up for me uh, and yours to decide, Zach, Jeffrey Lurie and or Howie Roseman will be shown during the broadcast in the box watching the game while wearing Kelly Green somewhere on their on their person. Uh, I will, I'm gonna, and I want to add here, this does not include a pin. Okay. Mm, okay. It's got to be a guard. I think the most likely thing is like a Howie tie or, or maybe a Jeffrey yeah. tie. But Although Howie's been going tieless, I think. so. Okay. Well, yeah. as you would know. Uh, follow-up question is whether they'll be wearing pants. But <laughs> next, uh, it's that or... The game will be tied either at halftime or after the third quarter, in between the third and fourth quarter. Okay, I'm going with the halftime or the third quarter. The I game think will be tied. Yes, because I think okay. there's a chance that, you know, you know, Howie, by the way, I don't know if he goes to Soul Savvy or not, uh, but Howie's picked up his shoe game. 
And I think Howie could go with the Kelly Green Air Force Ooh, Ones. Ooh, that's good. You know, uh, because that it still fits with the attire. But if they show him in the box and you can see the shoes, that but that's what I'm saying. In, yeah, where Howie's yeah, in the you're box, right. you're not yeah. seeing the it's Kelly tough. Green Air Force Ones. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Back to you. Back to me. Tyreek Hill leads the game in receiving yards or A.J. Brown leads the game in receiving yards? <laughs> I do have a fun one later, but for now. Uh, I'm going to say Tyreek Hill. Um, okay. I think if Tyreek Hill stays healthy in this game, it's it's hard for me to see how the Eagles are going to defend him. Let Bo know that he's all in on Tyreek Hill. Or let us note that Bo is all in on Tyreek Hill. I, I got mean, A.J. I Brown. Made one bet on him. <laughs> These are the two leading receivers in the NFL, by the way. That's right. All right. Uh, next to you, there are two or more touchdowns in the game for either team that are of 50 yards or more, or the Eagles have at least three sacks. Hmm. The Eagles have uh, two or more touchdowns of at least 50 yards. I'm going to go two or more touchdowns of at least 50 yards. I think this is an explosive play game. Okay. So you don't have a lot of faith in that 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 Eagles defensive line advantage where you said they're gonna they're gonna dominate. Well, I, did, I probably should have gone with that one. That's okay. okay. There's no do over here. Okay. All right. Tua completes fewer than 65 percent of his pass attempts. Okay, he's at what 70 something 74 percent for me. We were or, talking about yesterday. Uh, I'll look that up. Or Jalen Hurts passes for more yards than Tua. Tua completes fewer than 65 percent of his passes. Or Jalen Hurts passes for more yards than Tua. That's a good one. Thank you. Hey, I'll take a compliment every now and then. Um, I think that Jalen is not going to have to throw it as much. And I think that the Dolphins are going to have to r- run less because I think the Eagles will be good against the run. But I do think Tua is going to complete a high percentage of passes. So I'm going to say the more likely is the Jalen Hurts passes for more yards than Tua. What would you have taken? I would take I would have taken Jalen Hurts on that one too. Okay. Uh my last one. The Eagles touchdown percentage in the red zone in this game will be higher than the Phillies winning percentage over the course of the LCS. Okay, so if they sweep, that'll be an eighty percent winning percent. Or if they yeah. finish, if these win, win the next two yes. games, so win on four out of five, uh, versus the Eagles, or uh, the time that you first appear on the post game show, oh gosh, the minutes from midnight in either direction, the absolute value, okay, will be greater than Jalen Hurts' rushing yards in this game. All right, this is a complicated one. Talk it out. Talk it <laughs> Bree's out. nodding her head. This is a complicated <laughs> one. Um, I felt bad sending this one to Bree ahead of time, but <laughs> yeah, it looks okay on the graphic. What does the chat think? What does the chat think? I'm opening this up to the chat. I'm, this is gonna be my uh, okay. Phone. So the Eagles red zone. This is gonna percentage. be my phone or friend. This this is my phone or friend today. I'm asking that, or, or not. That's my ask the audience. Actually, it's been a while since I watched Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Last time I watched it, Nick Wright was on. Shout out Nick Wright. Well, you already got it at fifty fifty. So yeah. Uh, which should I take, chat? Well, why don't you talk you, you have while you wait for, the, for so the chat? So, Philly's LCS winning percentage. So, 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 so the game go. is at 8 o'clock. Yes. 8.25. Right. No, the game's at 8.20 8. Okay. or 8.25. So, let's say the game ends at 11.25. Okay. I think uh, I think I would be – yeah. I, your show goes an hour, an hour and a half. I text Andrew or I message Andrew. Is Andrew producing? Okay. I message Andrew. I, I, I wouldn't want to uh, – I'll dismiss yeah, throw Brian at the bus. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I message Andrew and I say, Andrew Jalen hasn't gone yet. How much time do I have? If Andrew says you have uh 30 minutes left in show, then I go to Jalen. If he says you have 15 minutes left in show, Jalen's gonna have to miss that short guy who asks him all these annoying questions. So uh hmm. And so that will the minutes from midnight yes. has to be greater than Jalen's yeah. rushing yards, or maybe so the you think the, saying, now the Eagles could only go into the red zone once, and they could be one yeah. for one. So I'm, I'm going the second one. You're going with the second one. Yes. So you are taking that your minutes from midnight will be yeah. greater than Jalen Hurts' rushing yeah. yards. Shout out to Nolan Reese in the chat, by the way. Always good to see Nolan. And I get that the Eagles' red zone percentage is better than the Phillies' winning percentage. Okay. So my last one here is Jerome Brown, number 99, 
is shown on the broadcast. Okay. Okay. Or Ron Jaworski, number seven, Ooh. is shown on the broadcast. Good one. Now, I didn't say Reggie White because Reggie White's um, son is actually the honorary captain. So uh, there's a higher probability of. No, it doesn't have to be this is Jerome Brown. It can just be. It can be footage of a play. It could be a footage of Reggie White and Jerome Brown's in it. Exactly. Or it could be a footage of Mike Quick that Ron Jaworski throws him the ball. But he has to be he has to be seen throwing the ball. Yes, can't, the to, ball just can't be in the air. And it was yeah, thrown. you have to see number seven. You have okay. to see Jaworski seven, or you have to see Brown's ninety nine. Mm, now that makes it more complicated because if they're or, or both, you don't have to see the number, you okay. just have to see Jerome Brown, or you have to see Ron okay. Jaworski. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take Jerome Brown in that case. Okay. So I think if I think when everybody thinks about the Kelly Greens, they yeah. think about that team. Okay. I think it's more likely that we, especially because we're going to see Reggie White at some point, most likely. I think there's a good chance we see both, but I'm taking Jerome Brown. A fun story I once wrote for, so then I, I get Ron Jaworski, and I always always like Ron Jaworski. A fun story that I, I, I wrote back in 2011 was an oral history of the, of the 1991 Eagles defense. I wrote it for Sports Week and now Defunct Magazine that the Philadelphia Daily News started. Uh, that was a fun piece. I'm going to look that up, and I, I'm, I'm going to share that. I spoke to... All you know, I spoke to Clyde Simmons and Seth Joyner and um, Eric Allen, and uh, I, I can keep on going down the list. Byron Evans and uh, Rich Kotite, I spoke to. I, I spoke to so much. Uh, I spoke to so many people. That was a fun piece. That's what I think of with the Kelly Green. Okay, mm-hmm. that's good. Uh, it is. We both have to pick our golden eggs here. Yes. I'm gonna take my. I'm gonna put my golden egg on the Tyreek Hill leads the game in receiving yards. He's doubling down on Tyreek. Look at that. Um, I'm going to go and there's more touchdowns in the Eagles Dolphins games than runs in the Eagles Dolphin game, Eagles Dolphins game than runs in the Phillies game. Interesting. Okay. So that's a, a head to header and the Tyree kill AJ Brown one could be neither, but likely that it'll be. I don't have too. the game theory down right now. So. All right. Uh, well, I need professor someone to send me a, a text or a DM or an email. You can slide in my DMS professor someone. Okay. <laughs> um, if you wanted to buy some Kelly Green stuff, you're feeling in the mood, feeling some nostalgia, one place that you might be able to do that is FOCO. FOCO is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. It is the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's football and tailgating season, so they've got your overalls, your hoodies, your hats, your sunglasses, your bags, everything you need for a game. FOCO has hooked P-H-L-Y up and provided awesome pieces for our sets. FOCO always has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description. For all non-presale items, use the promo code P-H-L-Y for 10% off. All right, Zach, we have reached the end. You have been talking about the big reveal of your pick Mm, for this game, the Crystal Ball Deagle Prediction. Sunday night, 820, Lincoln Financial Field, an atmosphere and a half. How do you see it playing out? The point spread is two and a half. The over-under is 51 and a half. The both teams, five and one. This is the toughest opponent the Eagles are facing this season. I think the Eagles are going to move the ball. I think the Dolphins are going to move the ball. I think the lines of scrimmage are going to have a big effect in this game. I think the Eagles are going to get after Tua. I think I think Josh Sweat will be a story from this game. I think Hassan Reddick will continue his sack streak. Okay? The Kelly Slater of the Eagles. Sack comes in waves. But, but, but. Mm, Speaking of butts. (laughs) You know, we haven't done enough dolphin sex jokes this week, considering they're playing the dolphins. We haven't done any, so we've done enough. Yes. Yeah, do you have any dolphin sex jokes you want to get off your chest? Well, that would be a weird uh, pregame speech for Nick Sirianni to just... Have have done some investigative reporting, and he's gotten all kinds of sounds of the Dolphins players having sex this week as a way to sort of uh, humanize them and make them feel a little bit less intimidating on the other side of the ball. I I I, I came here with you, Bo. And Interesting to use that word <laughs> in the context of this conversation. All right, so I will be succinct here because we're already at three thirty. Uh, I think the secondary is going to be an issue here. I think the team speed is going to be an issue. I think the big plays are, are, are going to be an issue. I like the Eagles scoring points, um, but I, I think they're going to get outscored. I think this is going to be a tough game for the Eagles. I, 
I am going, uh, I was surprised by this over-under. I actually thought it will be a little bit higher. I don't think Miami's going to score their season average, but I think they are going to just beat the Eagles 30-27. Uh, to 30-27. Is this a, um, a like they score, they kick a field goal to win at the end of the game? They've been leading the whole game, and the, and the Eagles are just not quite all the way to, able to get back? How do you see it? I think Miami scores late. Hmm. I think the Eagles are, are, are winning. Ball in Jalen Hurts' hand again? Miami with scores With a chance to late. win? Yeah, but doesn't have enough time to really make something happen. But yeah, has has the ball in his hand, but the Eagles can't get it quite to field goal range for Jake Elliott, and uh, they fall a tad short. Now, you are nothing if not consistent. You did predict in your uh, in your spring predictions, I believe, that the, the Dolphins would win this game. Did I? Okay. I know I had the Jets. I had the Jets and then the Dolphins. Okay. There you go. Uh Pains me to say, Zach, that I think I, I agree with you. Mm. Um, I, and then I, you'll change it on the pregame show. I reserve the right to okay. change it if okay. something happens. Uh, that is, of course, the final prediction. But for now, I just I think the matchup is so bad for the Eagles. Now, we, we do have to say, as much as the Dolphins' offensive numbers are insane and the points that they're putting up, the yards they're putting up, Tua's numbers – they have played like the easiest schedule of defenses of any team in the league. They have played a lot of bad defenses. The Eagles have a great front four. And maybe the case is that those other defensive lines and those other secondaries were not able to reroute them enough. And that's why two was able to get rid of the ball so quickly. Maybe the Eagles can stop that to some extent. I just think where the Eagles are specifically weak is where the Dolphins are specifically designed to exploit them. And I don't know how they're going to stop the Dolphins when they have the ball. I think it's going to take a couple turnovers to do it. And I don't have full confidence in the Eagles offense right now, knowing that the Dolphins defense is not that good. Um, and the whole, uh, you know, they got more from Vic than Vic got from them, that whole thing. I think the Eagles are going to be able to run the ball, but I just I, I don't think that the Eagles are their full uh, capability right now. I think the Dolphins are going to win this game. I think they're going to I think they're going to be able to move the ball so easily on this Eagles defense. So give me the Dolphins. Let's say thirty four twenty four in uh, a game that's a little bit closer than that, but but not really that much in doubt. And we can hear all about the analysis on the postgame show afterwards, right? We sure can. We've got a kickoff show coming up, I think, 745 Sunday okay. night on our uh, on our YouTube channel. And then we'll have the postgame show with Jamie Lynch and me and Zach joining us from Lincoln Financial Field. That'll start right after the game. And Zach will be here sometime around midnight. And we'll find out if it's more or less than Jalen Hurts' rushing yards. We will. Uh, that, that adds some suspense to it. And... You can make sure, I, I know we talked about it yesterday, but please read Bo's piece from yesterday. It was awesome on allphly.com, uh, taking you inside the locker room some there. You can read our email exchange, the diehards can. Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll pump up that diehard subscription because you get a free shirt with it and you get discounts on merchandise, you get discounts on events, and you get premium content. And especially Charlie O'Connor and Derek Bodner and Kyle Newbeck, you're going to see a lot of good stuff there. So uh, make sure you check all that out on allphly.com. Better than Kyle Oldbeck, I would say. Absolutely. I love their. I love our Sixers coverage. I. I mean, I'm. I'm a, I'm a bigger Sixers guy than Flyers guy. And admittedly, I read all Charlie's work, but uh, I'm a. I'm very invested in the Sixers, and uh, so their coverage is awesome. And as a man who has, uh, let's see, what did we say? Over a hundred thousand in my in my inbox. Yes. Got to say, the uh, only email I ever oh. look forward to getting every morning is the Rich Hoffman newsletter. He's doing a, lo- doing a bang up job. Yeah, Rich is doing awesome. I agree. Uh, any good weekend plans before we wrap up here? Not particularly. Okay. Taking it easy tomorrow. Um, I think the kids are going to get haircuts. Oh, okay. And uh, watch the Phillies games the next two nights. How about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm going out on a, a date with my daughter tonight. Nice. Um, Where are you going to go? Yeah, we're going to Snap Pizza. Okay. Um, <laughs> Gave out the specifics. That's fun. Everybody, <laughs> stake him out. <laughs> we're going out for pizza tonight. <laughs> wow. I didn't know. Uh, didn't know how. Like, I mean, to be fair, it's only 
it's only fair if you know where at least 30 <laughs> eagles live that some people are going to know where you're going to go for pizza tonight. Okay. Uh, so doing that. And then, um, and then I will, uh, I'll watch the Phillies. I'll watch the, my son's got a soccer game tomorrow. Spending time with, the, I haven't had a Saturday at home in a long time. I hope I can watch some Penn State, Ohio State, because that's a huge game. Is that an afternoon game or it's a night noon game? game? Noon oh, game. Oh, noon game. Noon game. So my son's soccer game and. Uh, Get those yeah. beers on the slow cooker. Let's get it going. Yeah. So it should be a fun weekend, but looking forward to Sunday. All right. Uh, that'll do it for the PHLY Eagles podcast. Once again, we'll be back on Sunday ahead of the big game Sunday night for Zach and Bree and all of us here at PHLY. We thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We will talk to you later. And as always, we love you.